Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 89 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your boy, Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with a shitty send-off to the year 2022. That's right, we're going to close it down with some crap, finish it off with some feces, and I can't wait to get into it. I got some gross ones for you, so pour a glass of wine, do whatever you need to do to relax, and let's just have a great time. We'll get the party started with some potty humor. I've done so many of these jokes, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. But that's okay. Uh, This is more of an observation than a joke. If you think about it, it's funny how corn maintains its shape after you shit it out. Yet it tastes completely different. (laughs) Uh, Okay, here's a real joke. A little old man who's hard of hearing goes to see the doctor. Since he can't hear very well, he takes his wife with him. The doctor examines the man and says, Sir, I'm going to have to take a blood sample, a stool sample, a urine sample, and a sperm sample from you. The old man turns to his wife and asks, What did he say? The wife replies, He said he wants to examine your underwear. (laughs) All right, everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with more tales of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends, I'll do my best to get you back home safely. But buckle up, because there's a shitstorm brewing. Episode number 89, Fecal Matters. I haven't told anyone this story before, probably because it only happened three months ago, and maybe because I'm a little ashamed. My car had been making some funny noises, plus it was due for an oil change, so I dropped it off at the shop one day after work. Then I was going to walk home from there. It was only about 15 minutes away, and I enjoy walking, so it was no big deal. It was a rainy Monday morning in late September, so your boy was getting a little wet, but the temperature was nice. Oh, did I forget to mention that on the drive home, my stomach was gurgling? Like a lot? And I also ate some leftover chili for lunch that night. Yeah, bad combo. Needless to say, it was a stressful ride to the mechanics. 
But thankfully, I made it there accident-free, and the gassiness and bloating had gone away, at least temporarily, but now it was back, and in a big way. All that walking must have loosened something in my bowels. I tried my best to pucker up and power through, but I could tell I was losing the battle. I'd been walking for about 20 minutes, and still had maybe 10 to go. Guess my estimation of a 15-minute walk was slightly off. I was really starting to doubt if I could make it home to my toilet, and if I was going to, it was going to be a tight squeeze. Literally. I clenched my butt cheeks and slowly waddled down the path and over the bridge through a small patch of woods. If I could just make it through those woods, I'd be able to see my house from there. So it wasn't far. I was maybe five minutes away. But as we all know in these type of situations, a five-minute walk is the equivalent of running a marathon. I had to make a decision right then and there if I was going to waddle my ass home and chance it, or veer off the beaten path and take a shit in the woods. I opted for option B, and I think it was the right choice. I went behind a tree about 20 feet in, and as soon as I dropped my pants, the poop poured out of me. It was like a soft-serve ice cream machine. I barely had enough time to get in a squatting position. I didn't even need to push. It was crazy. And you should have seen the pile I left there. It was impressive. I admired it for a moment, then walked back out to the path. When I came out, I was face-to-face with a lady who was walking her daughter to school. I must have looked like quite the creep coming out of the woods, doing up my pants with a big smile on my face. But oh well. I just nodded at them and smiled. Then chuckled to myself, satisfied with the knowledge that no one knew my dirty little secret. Okay, our first story takes us to Hollywood. Tinseltown, baby. Hollywood is a neighborhood, or maybe a district is more accurate, in Los Angeles, California. I'm a bit of an expert as I visited LA for 10 days about 10 years ago. It's an interesting place, that's for sure. Lots of street performers, drug addicts, heavy homeless population. And that goes for Hollywood too. I was really surprised when I went there. When you think of Hollywood, it sounds glamorous, celebrities and all that. And there's some super rich people there. But their houses are out in the hills, tucked away safely. When you're in that main downtown area, man, it's rough. People go there to chase their dreams. But we can't all make it. It's kind of the place where dreams go to die. LA's population is 3.9 million-ish. And more than 69,000 of those people are homeless. So that's really sad if you stop and think about that number, 69,000. And this is due to many reasons, overpriced housing, mental illness, of course, drugs, alcohol, and in a lot of cases, a combination of those reasons. There's Skid Row in LA, which I'm sure most of you have heard of, and it is full of people who've fallen on hard times. Here's just a brief description from skidrow.org. They say, Skid Row is an area of approximately 50 square blocks located just east of downtown Los Angeles. Also known as Central City East, the area has a long-standing history as a residential neighborhood for those with the least. Since the early 20th century, many of the city's working poor, unemployed, disabled, and otherwise marginalized residents have found homes in the single-room occupancy hotels located throughout this relatively small neighborhood. End quote. The infamous Cecil Hotel is in that area as well. There's people just laying on the sidewalk, sleeping under tarps, lots of shopping carts being pushed. You know the deal. 
I remember going to Venice Beach, which is near there, uh, with my wife, and I saw what I assume was a homeless dude passed out in the sand. Uh, he suddenly woke up, stretched, then sauntered into the ocean with all his clothes on to just take a dip. It was at that moment I said, if I'm ever homeless, I'm coming here. At least the weather's nice, compared to the cold winter months up in Canada, eh? Must be nice to lay down on the beach, go cool off in the ocean. It's not the worst thing in the world. Okay, anyway, I thought this was a shit episode, Leroy, not a homeless one. It is, it is, but I just wanted to kind of set the scene. So it's sometime in February, the year is 2019, and here we see a nice middle-aged woman who goes by the name of Heidi Van Tessel. Heidi has been out running some errands, and now she's about to get into her vehicle. And this is in a parking lot near the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Heidi opens her car door, and as she's getting into it, she's approached from behind by a wild-eyed homeless man. He has a large bucket in his hands, and he pours the contents right on her head. Tell us what was in the bucket, Heidi, because we're dying to know. Heidi, quote, it, it was diarrhea, hot liquid. I was soaked, and it was coming off my eyelashes and into my eyes. Paramedics who came to treat me said there was so much of it on me that it looked like the man was saving it up for a month. End quote. Yes, that's right. This homeless man who didn't say a word to Heidi, this attack was completely unprovoked. And he pours about a week's worth of hot diarrhea on her head. Sorry for laughing, Heidi. I feel for you, girl. But damn, it's kind of funny. And remember, L.A. is hot. So I don't think he heated up the bucket of shit. It's probably just been out there baking in the sun for a while. Tell us more, Heidi. It was all inside my car because it was so much. He just kept pouring it and splattering it all over me. It was awful. And it changed my life. It's changed the way I feel about walking down the street. It was something I won't ever forget. It was disgusting. Yeah, I bet. A uh, memorable experience indeed. We never find out why he did it, but the homeless man is Jer Blessings. Cool name, bruh. And remember how we discussed the many reasons why people are homeless? Well, Jer falls heavily into the mental illness category. He suffers from schizophrenia and other psychotic disorders. Heidi was whisked away to Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital, where she was tested for STDs. That's shittily transmitted diseases. <laughs> Results came back negative. As for Jer, well, he was charged with battery and was sent to a facility that treats people with mental illnesses. And Heidi agreed with that punishment. Quote, He doesn't need jail time. He needs mental health care. I have empathy for him because he needs help. I'll never forget his face. But what's the next thing he's going to do to somebody? If he would have had a knife, for sure he would have stabbed me. End quote. Uh, that's a bit of a stretch, but she could be right. Who knows why Jer did this? Whatever the reason, due to the schizophrenia, I'm sure in his head he had a perfectly logical explanation for his behavior. One that we could never comprehend. Jer spent six months in the mental health facility before being released back into the public. Even if he's on medication for his disorders, it's doubtful anyone's keeping a close eye on him, which is a sad and scary thought. Let's check out what they're saying in the Daily Mail comment section. Pocahontas says, The majority of homeless people are not out there because they can't afford a home. They're out there because they have major problems and can't exist in a home. Ginger Ninja adds, Rather get punched in the face than have a bucket of poo chucked over me. 
absolutely rank. And at its best, says, he was giving her a special mud facial. Californians do it all the time. (laughs) Now that is true. I hear they love that shit. Maybe Jared can turn this into a career for himself. I like that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go to the gym? Go for a run? Read a book? Take a nap? I'd probably take a nap. Yeah, definitely take a nap. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? And therapy can help you find what matters most to you, so you can do more of it. It's also helpful for learning positive coping skills, and it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want that? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sounds good, don't it? Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Here's what you gotta do. Visit betterhelp.com slash excuse me today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash excuse me. I gotta tell you about Factor, everybody. Factor is awesome. And they make eating better easy with their delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Do you like to save time? Of course you do. With Factor, every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted and ready to go in just two minutes. There's no prep and no mess. The meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no cooking or cleanup necessary, which is great if you're a person like me who is always on the go. Eating fast food is fun, but let's face it, it's usually greasy and has become quite expensive. We've done the math, the numbers are in, and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious, so you can feel good about your choices. So what are you waiting for, Illegalites? Head to factormeals.com slash excuse me that's illegal 50, and use code excuse me that's illegal 50 to get 50% off. That's code excuse me that's illegal 50 at factormeals.com slash excuse me that's illegal 50 to get 50% off. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around 200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Okay, so let's move on to our next story, shall we? And for this one, we are headed to Florida. Because, well, you know how it is. They don't want to be left out of any episode, apparently. Vero Beach is our destination. And it's the holiday season. December 21st, 2012. So about 10 years ago. VisitFlorida.com has this to say about the place. Peaceful beaches, museums, nature tours, and a range of hotels make Vero Beach a terrific vacation destination and an important part of the region known as the Treasure Coast. Fancy. And while the beaches may be peaceful, 
Brenda Schumann's estranged husband's home certainly wasn't, especially at 2.30 a.m. Again, the date is December 21st. And Brenda enters the home armed with a rifle and a bad attitude. And Brenda isn't some lady who caught her husband cheating and understandably freaked out. No, no. Let's make no mistakes about it here. She's no victim. And her husband isn't some cheating sleazebag, at least not in this situation. See, the two of them have been separated for three months now and are in the midst of a messy divorce. These things take time. And during that time, Brenda's soon-to-be ex-hubby, his name is Donovan, by the way, well, he got himself a girlfriend. And they are snoozing in bed when Brenda busts open the door, points the rifle at them, and screams, I'll fucking kill you both! That'll wake you up. Donovan tries to reason with Brenda, who's totally fired up, and when she looks away for a brief second, he springs into action and grabs the firearm from her. During the struggle, Brenda manages to kick the girlfriend in the stomach a couple times. Nice. While Donovan hides the rifle in the closet, Brenda walks away, defeated. Just kidding. She uses this opportunity to squat down and take a piss on the carpet in the hallway just outside the bedroom, trying to mark her territory, I guess. A little too late. She then rushes downstairs. And I'm always impressed when people can just seemingly shit on command. She drops her drawers in the middle of the kitchen and takes a steamy dump right on the linoleum floor. She finds another rifle in the house here. They're gun aficionados, I guess. And she starts swatting at picture frames and smashing them. She smashes a couple mirrors. There's Christmas decorations flying everywhere. It's quite the mess. Brenda's tired after this. Some might even say she's pooped. And she leaves with rifle in hand and retires back to her apartment down the street for the night. Donovan, of course, calls the cops, and they knock on her door in the early morning hours. Brenda tries to stop the officers from coming in, barricading the front door, but it's no use. They overpower the 51-year-old, and she is placed under arrest. Brenda is charged with aggravated assault slash domestic violence and resisting arrest without violence. You gotta feel bad for Brenda a little bit. She's 51, her ex-husband is 42, and now he's shacked up in her previous home with some 33-year-old hussy. Yeah, it would appear Donovan traded her in for a younger model. She may be getting older, but she's still obviously got some fight left in her. I admire her passion and intensity. There's a great quote from Brenda when she was arrested. She tells the deputies, quote, I found him in my bed with a naked chick. What was I supposed to do? End quote. Well, the problem is you guys have split up. You don't live there anymore, and it's not like she just came home from work and found them banging. She stormed into the home at 2.30 in the morning while they were sleeping, and she already had a rifle in her hand. Our girl knew what she was doing, and this is just speculation, but I'm assuming drugs and or alcohol were involved. Anywho, that was a shorty, but I felt it fit in nicely, this being the holiday season and all. Let's move on to our third and final story, my friends. And for this one, I gotta give a shout out to Tammy, who sent me an article about this crime a little over a year ago. So it took a while, Tammy, but I'm making it happen. Thanks for the suggestion, girl. Hopefully you're still a listener. Okay, so this takes place in Moore, Oklahoma, folks. Moore is a city with a population of close to 64,000 people. I looked up what Moore is known for and got this juicy tidbit from Britannica.ca. And they say, The region in which Moore is located is colloquially known as Tornado Alley, 
because of the frequency of intense tornadoes there. On May 3, 1999, the city and surrounding area were struck by a storm that registered wind speeds of more than 300 miles per hour. Damn, that's crazy. Thankfully, this isn't 1999. The year is 2021, the afternoon of Sunday, September 12th. And while there's no tornado on this day, there will be a bit of destruction. Let's head to the scene of the crime, which is a Crest Foods Market. This particular location receives a 4.4 star average from 1,569 Google reviews. Three years ago, Blair gave this 5 star. She said, Lowest prices on everything, even on non-grocery items. I can always count on Crest. Better prices than Walmart, so I always come here to save money. You shut your mouth, Blair. I will not have you soil the good name of Walmart on this podcast. That's blasphemy. Annie Hutch had a different opinion with this one star just three months ago. I'd rather pay more and have decent products to choose from. Crest is terrible when compared to any other nationwide grocery store chain. Their hamburger meat is trash, and the entire store stinks, is outdated and depressing. OKC really needs a Dillon's, Kroger, or Publix. Okay, buddy. The entire store stinks, eh? Well, that is a great segue into our story. So let's get into it. Shirley Wright Johnson is out grocery shopping with her two daughters. Things start off rather uneventful. They're just picking up the necessities. It's a lazy Sunday afternoon. We all know how that goes. That is until Shirley enters the freezer section and reaches for a bag of pepperoni pizza rolls, specifically Totino's. I checked out their website and they say, Imagine a pizza. Now imagine it bite-sized baked to a golden finish, and filled with delicious toppings. Okay, now wipe your face because drooling isn't a good look. Be sure to check out all our delicious pizza roll flavors. Love it. So Shirley grabs a bag of deliciousness, and when she reaches her hand underneath the bag to snag it, her hand kind of slips when it's met with a texture she was not expecting. Shirley quote, I pick up a bag of pizza rolls, and there's literally shit. Human shit. Excuse my language. End quote. You are excused, Shirley, and I don't blame you for the foul language. This is absolutely disgusting. We have a situation on our hands here. It turns out, see, what had happened was, apparently someone took a shit in the freezer, right on top of a bag of those delicious Totina's pizza rolls. Not a sponsor. Then they placed another bag right on top of it to hide the treat, making kind of a shit sandwich of sorts. Nasty. Tell us more, Cheryl. I grabbed the bag. I felt something smooshy on the bag. So I turned it over and there it was. I was upset. I was disgusted. I feel like I was violated. I was so disgusted. I was almost in tears. Preach, girl. Shirley then told the store employees of the situation. They called police and investigated the CCTV footage. On the footage, they see a man in his early 20s wearing a Oklahoma City Thunder jersey. Lieutenant Johnson, who was on the scene, says, That individual was then observed going to the cooler section, where he proceeded to defecate inside of one of the coolers before leaving the business. It's a little bit disturbing. It's kind of out there. We don't see this much. End quote. No shit. Or more accurately, yes shit. (laughs) What was extra disturbing was this dude could also be seen walking around snapping photos of women around the store. Our boy is also an amateur photographer. 
a man of many talents, apparently. As for Shirley, well, she just wanted to wash her hands of the situation. Quite literally. Tell us, Cheryl. I bleached my hand. I disinfected my hand. Then there was the car ride home. Quote, All the way home, my kids were still like, Mom, I can smell it. I can smell it. I'm like, I smell it too, baby. End quote. The creep was found a few days later, thankfully. He was actually in trouble for some other unrelated charges. His name wasn't released. A police spokesman said if he were to be formally charged, then they would, of course, release his name. I couldn't find it anywhere, so either they didn't charge him, or my research skills are shit. Your guess is as good as mine. Hopefully I just couldn't find it and he got punished, because this is some truly disturbing behavior. And just the tip of the iceberg of the kind of strange behavior he is capable of. Shirley adds, It's just disgusting. That's the only word I can use. It's disgusting and horrible. And she's not wrong. K4 News reached out to Crest Foods, and they were unavailable for comment. In their defense, it's not really their fault. It could have happened anywhere, except for Walmart. Someone from their corporate offices did reach out to Shirley and offered her a couple of stakes for her troubles. So that's nice. No word on whether or not our girl Shirley accepted. I know I would have. But understandably, she was still kind of shook up from the whole scene, from that shopping experience that left a bad taste in her mouth. And on her hands. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 89, Fecal Matters. Nasty stuff. But a fitting way to end the year, I must say. As usual, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. You know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal, I wanna get criminal, da 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 This confession comes in from my girl Louise, and she says, I have suffered from IBS for years and years. Quick side note, IBS stands for Itchy Butt Syndrome, I believe. Don't quote me on that. She goes on to say, it sucks. But lately, I have been having some problems, so was sent to a proctologist to get a camera up my rear end to have a wee look. So the doctor is talking to the nurse and had put the tube in my butt and filled it with some air. Never expected to be a hot air balloon this day, but here we are. Anywho, so he asked me to clench his finger, and I thought, well, that's weird. So turned around to him. Now I'm laying on my side, knees up to my chest naked from the waist down, and I reached for his hand and grabbed his finger and squeezed it and said, Is this okay? Almost instantly I realized what I'd done, and he meant for me to use my sphincter and clench my butt. (laughs) I laughed, the nurse laughed, and he just muttered something I never heard because I let out this big massive fart, and I swear I thought I shit myself, but thankfully I didn't. I had accidentally shit myself a couple months prior, as I had been having super quick urges to go, and I never made it in time, so I went to get checked. Hence, they sent me to see this doctor. Hope I don't have to see him much more. Sorry if this story is lame, lol. I'm going to record a listener confession for the show over the holidays. Take it easy, Leroy. Love the show. It's hands down my favorite podcast. Don't tell Jack. I love him. But you're not as dark and it's super funny. Aw, oh, thanks, Louise. I know I didn't need to read that last part out loud, 
but anytime someone says they prefer me over my superstar bro, it makes me happy, as petty as that sounds. So Louise, let me get this straight. The doctor said clench your sphincter, and you thought he said (laughs) clench my finger? Hilarious. Better than pull my finger, I suppose. Although that would have been the best if you pulled his finger, then he farted. That's what I would have done if I were the doctor. You know, to ease the tension. I hope you get everything resolved, girl. Yeah, it sucks when nature calls so suddenly. Sometimes there ain't a toilet close by, and things can get messy. Obviously, I know from experience. And you do, too. I also look forward to that criminal confession you'll be sending in, by the way. I love receiving those. Uh, Hit me up if you have one. That's excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com. And if you want to join Patreon, you know where to find me too. Patreon.com slash excuse me, that's illegal. Not you, Louise. You've been one of my patrons since the beginning, and I really appreciate that. So thanks, Louise. Um, All that good stuff is in the show notes. You know the drill. Okay, before we get out of here, I have a promo to play for you from a true crime pod called That's So Fucked Up. Love the name. So I had to check out their show, and Ashley and Michelle deliver. They're my kind of ladies, and the name is fitting. We listen to so much true crime, it's kind of desensitizing. But when you take a moment to think about these crimes, they really are fucked up. They also cover cults and just other fucked up shit in general. Check them out. I'm sure you'll appreciate these sassy ladies as much as I do. They'll tell you all about their kick-ass podcast in a moment. As for myself, I'll be back next year (laughs) with more softcore scumbaggery for you. Peace. All right. Take it away, Ashley and Michelle. That is so fucked up. It's fucked up. So fucked up. It is just so damn fucked up. That's fucked up. This is That's So Fucked Up, a podcast about cults, murder, and other fucked up stuff. Like, really, really fucked up stuff. He cut off her nipples, tore out her heart, tied it to a rope, and hung it on the wall. After spending three years really tapping into her divine feminine, she finds out she's divine masculine. That's a mind fuck. Yeah. How much of a mind fuck is that? Fucking sharks ate Mark under the dinghy. After his dad dies, he fucking marries all his dad's oh, wives. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. He, like, marries all his stepmoms. <laughs> there was this egg thing where you line up, like, seven or eight guys side by side. They lay on their backs with their eyes closed. And whoever is, like, the alpha in the room, they crack an egg into that person's mouth. And then they pass the egg mouth to mouth until they get to the end of the line. And then the last person has to swallow the egg. Ugh. Are they, and they're naked? Did you say that? Uh, it didn't say if they were naked. Okay, I just feel like they probably are. But they could are. be. We're your hosts. I'm Ashley Richards. And I'm Michelle Mosher. Join us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. That's fucked up. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.